Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leadership and the Environment uh, Sweden. Uh, today, I'm here with uh, Sarah Lobelius, who is co-founder of a company called Unwrapped that sells uh, uh, food stuff online that comes without packaging. Uh, right? Yes. You... Yes, that's right. Yeah. Or can, can you give a short presentation of uh, your company and what you do? Absolutely. Um, well, we're an online zero waste store. So we're basically like a, like a, if you imagine a physical zero waste store, but we're online. And instead of bringing your own containers, um, the customers borrow our containers. So all of the, all of the products are packed um, in reusable containers that we get back and we wash and we continue to reuse, aiming to avoid um, all single use packaging. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, the, the way I found out about you was uh, that I started um, a challenge that I was going to avoid buying packaged food. Well, specifically plastic. Mm. And I was very, it was so difficult in the beginning. Was this the Plastic Free July? Uh, no, I started earlier, I think May, maybe. So I've kept it going for a while, although I'm not I'm not uh, down to zero yet. Like I still... It's impossible. It's impossible. It's very difficult. It's so difficult. And even running, you know, running a, a store, it's still... I, I'm I'm not perfect. And, and Hannah, the co other co-founder, you know, we, we find it very challenging. Um, we're... We are not zero waste at all, but we're just we're just trying. You know, we're trying to make a small difference and trying yeah. to do our best as well. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the whole system as a whole, you realize like how dependent we are on plastic. Like totally. you just can't get around it. Like mm -hmm. I imagine, like uh, the people you get your uh, supplies from, that that comes packaged or a lot of it. Of course, it has to, yeah. and it's you know, it's, packaging is is incredibly important as well because. You know, it it enables the food to you know have a very long best before date, and you know it keeps it from spoiling. So it's it's needed, but it's just it's it's hard to find the right kind of packaging if yeah. there is such a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like if you go back a uh, hundred years, or I mean, there wasn't a lot of packaging. Like everything was zero waste stores. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think you would, you would do that. You would bring your own containers. Yeah, you go to the markets with a big basket or something. And but I think back then they'd probably just buy their buy what they needed for the day, maybe or. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I found that this challenge in the beginning, at least, it was very difficult because if you go to Coop or if you go to Ika, you realize, you go to the the vegetable section mm. and you realize like half at least half of everything is packaged yep. Yep. if you want to go get a, like a bell pepper that's packaged and mm. broccoli mm. everything is packaged mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh yeah you have to find like ways like little strategies or places did, you can go did you find with this challenge you had to change what you were eating to try and make it possible Yes, Maybe? actually, mm. yeah, pretty drastically. <laughs> I I really I started it without realizing that or remembering rather that like all meat comes packaged in plastic. Mm. So yeah. I, I kind of started um, going uh, vegetarian as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I think maybe 
that also made it a lot more challenging. Yeah, absolutely. If you're used to eating, eating with meat and cooking, planning your meals around it. It's yeah. a whole other way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. You got to learn to, uh, to cook in a different way. Mm. Yeah. And then look up, look up new recipes and yeah, it, it takes, takes time to get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've started to find different, uh, different ways of, uh, finding stuff without plastic. And one of them is, uh, is your store online. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that it's a very nice idea. And um, I think it's possible, right, to, to come by and pick pick everything up in in your storage or. Yeah, we have a few different options. I mean, we have um, home delivery. You can also come and come and pick up from our warehouse. We're not there in such traditional hours because we're. Um, Hannah and myself, um, we run it together and we both have um, small families. So we're, we're there at kind of random hours, <laughs> depending mm -hmm. on the kids and stuff. But um, if people want to come and pick up from the warehouse, we just, you know, email or get in contact directly and, and yeah, just figure out a time that suits both of us. So it's, it's, it's very much possible. Okay, cool. So how did you guys uh, get started with this? Well, I mean, I think we were just the two of us, we were working together at another company. So we, we, we were friends um, and we were just really, really frustrated, frustrated with all the, the waste that um, our households were producing. And just like you said, you know, we'd go to the supermarket and everything was wrapped in plastic and we just, we felt so helpless, so incredibly frustrated. Um, and there were no, no other options really in Stockholm at the time um, to shop package free. So, so we, we decided to try and be one of those companies. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how it started. That's okay. how it started. So we, we pretty much knew nothing, nothing about running a business, nothing about suppliers, manufacturers, like everything we've, um, we've, yeah, had to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's very important that there are companies that do things like like what you do because it, i mean if you can like lower the difficulty for people who want to live sustainably i think mm -hmm. that that helps so much i mean i guess you could go get everything at a farmer but maybe that's really far away and exactly it's just not so practical for everybody and that's that's that was another part we wanted it it shouldn't have to be hard to live more sustainably you know it should to it, it should it should be it should be easy to make these choices yeah. and that's why i think we wanted to be online as well because you know to be able to the, the times that people maybe have time to go to these physical stores aren't um maybe they're after work or on the weekends or you know and what if we could just deliver it to your home and you know you don't have to think about it you can do it do it online in a few few minutes and it's all all done yeah yeah the whole the way it is set up now, like is every, everything is supposed to be so convenient, mm -hmm. as convenient as possible. And so convenient, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's easy to get stuck in the, I mean, I even find myself going back sometimes and, you know, getting, getting stuck in the convenience sort of thing, or maybe you buy something with takeout packaging or it's, uh, it, it's, it's not easy because it's, but it's a very convenient world and it's, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, 
it's so uh, it's so uh, accepted. Like it, everyone buys a lot of plastic, and no one really. I think every maybe in the back of their mind, everyone knows it's a problem, but it's just part of our culture to get everything. You get your lunch in plastic containers. You get mm. everything is packed, packaged. You know, single use uh, forks and. Mm -hmm. uh, plastic everything exactly and i i saw this um i saw this documentary i don't know if you heard of it it's called the story of plastic yes i i have seen this actually i'm not sure yeah. if i saw the whole thing but i yeah. definitely saw half of it <laughs> it's uh it's very good it, it was very like it's it's horrible I th mm. depending on how you look at it i mean it shows like to what extent we are harming the planet and mm -hmm. like how much of this plastic that gets out into the ocean and how much just ends up in landfills and it's it's really it's shocking it's tragic mm -hmm. like they show these um photos from uh from india like where they have like literal literal mountains mm. of just plastic and you know and that i think what a lot of people don't understand is that that is actually our plastic, like West Western countries' plastic. Yes, I know. Exactly. So we just export everything and uh, hope that solves the problem. I know, just just because we don't see those things here. Exactly. It's but this. I think this is the misconception with with the whole plastic thing. People think it's being recycled. It's no problem. It's being made into new plastics. When it's like, do, do we do we even know that? I mean, some of the statistics that I've found it's it's totally not the case like just, just like you said the a lot of the plastic gets gets bought by other countries um in this country i think a lot of it's actually incinerated and not yep. not recycled um so it's there's so there's a lot of gray zones i think gray areas of people thinking just because they're putting their plastic in the you know sorting their plastic in the big recycling machines that it's going somewhere going mm. to a, a good better place <laughs> yeah right into the air yeah it just disappears yeah. everything's just great yes yeah I, i've talked to a couple of people in that industry and it's surprising because they are pretty uh proud of the way we're handling the garbage here mm. uh, they call it energy recycling mm. so and that is when you uh take the garbage and i think we import garbage as well from other european countries i've heard that too yeah and we take it to these, um, what do you call it? Big factories where you burn the stuff. And I mean, I guess they have pretty good, good filters from what I understand, but still a lot of, like, it still gets burned. It's like burning oil because plastic is oil in the beginning. Exactly. What happens to those toxins? Yeah. Another gray area, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah to so, I totally agree with you on that one. The mm -hmm. the burning, the yeah, the the energy that's produced from the burning, there, it must be surely it, it's a bit of good, but a lot of bad. I think mm. if you could have if you could avoid that, yeah. you know. Yeah, this uh, documentary also said that uh, around ten percent of plastic, I don't know if it's globally or whatever, but is effectively recycled. So most of it is just, um, yeah, I don't know what to do with it, but 
most of it is not recycled. Like even if you you think you're recycling it, most likely it's not. Because mm. yeah. that can then mean that it, I think with plastic it's it's downcycled, not recycled. From my understanding, I think like it it's it's not so easy to make it into the like if it was a plastic bottle, it's not so simple for it to be made into a pl another plastic bottle. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes, I think so. So you have to make it into like a lower grade kind of plastic. Yeah, I think so. From my understanding. Yeah. Yeah, and next time when it's a lower grade plastic, then it's just not recyclable anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it is this very, very big problem, but it's kind of invisible to us. We don't see it in our day to day life. Because mm -hmm. we don't have to see what it looks like in the countries that actually import it or have a problem dealing with it. And I don't know. I find that it's uh, it's difficult to watch these documentaries if you're live if you're consuming if you're producing a lot of plastic like in your lifestyle, like you don't really want to watch these things. No. This is like a big lifestyle change. <laughs> yep, exactly. Out of sight, out of mind. Let's yeah. weep it under the carpet. So, uh, so you're you're um, uh, you you and Hannah, you're you're trying to live this. Uh, uh, zero waste lifestyle right? we're, we're trying as best as we can but yeah. we're not perfect and it, it's not easy it's it's not easy in the in the society we live in in general um so i think you know starting small is very important you know each time you maybe run out of something maybe try and make a better choice the next time you know i think it's it's, it's difficult just doing it cold turkey and one day being like right from today i need to stop using plastic altogether because it's not that simple it's yeah. not that simple and and i've i've gotten really down about it in the past because it's it just feels like uh, you're up against this huge wall you know yeah um so i think it's really important to focus on the small things um because it's yeah it's 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 difficult yeah i found that when i um when i went back home to Yuan shopping uh, where I'm from uh, I I was going to keep avoiding plastic and because here when I live in my uh, daily routine here in Stockholm mm. I'm pretty good at it mm. like I I don't produce that much plastic but it was such a big lifestyle change when, when I just came back home and it just became so much more difficult because I didn't have the habits I didn't know where to go so I just realized, oh, I can't be so hard on myself on this. Like it's yeah, no, uh, exactly. And it's I think a, a lot of it is um, yeah, it's getting you into a new routine, but it's also um, quite a bit of organization as well um, to, to plan. You know, if you're if you're going out somewhere, if you're, if you're traveling, um, if you were driving at home, for example, maybe bring some plastic-free snacks in the car or something. Yeah. So you don't have to run out at the petrol station or, you know, it's, it's, you, you always have to be thinking that one step ahead, I think, with this sort of lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when, is this uh, lifestyle to you? Is it, um, is it like a, is it only a chore? Is it uh, like a, uh, like a hassle or uh, do, you, do you feel like you're sacrificing or do you find some enjoyment in it? Oh, it's, it, it's difficult but it's I, I can't I 
can't imagine going back to the way I was living before because, I mean, the way I was living before, I feel like I was living under a rock, <laughs> yeah. you know? I wasn't, I, I didn't want to really ask the questions that needed to be asked. Um, and and I, I think it has made me, even though it's, you can get really down about what's happening with the environment, but for me it's about living my values and I think, I think I'm happier because I'm being true to what I really feel inside. But it's, it is definitely more, more of a challenge um, to live this way, only because it's more of a minority of people are doing it, you know, in this society. I mean, yeah. if, it was, if it was the majority, it would, it would be so much easier. Yeah. So I think we have, need to have more conversations about, about it, try and, you know, educate others about how, how, how can we reduce our waste and, you know, avoid simple things in the beginning like single-use packaging. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. Just start with uh, like simple stuff mm. or um, yeah, not trying to be perfect right away. No, exactly. I think, I think that's how I started. Just little, little things, little things like in, in the kitchen, like I, when I ran out of my paper, paper towel, you know, I, I didn't buy any more. I started using cloth towels and washing them and reusing them. I mean, that's something so simple. Um, mm. but it's, that's, I mean, that's just one thing in the kitchen. Um, and then you can think about, oh, what's, what's the next thing. And, but it's, it's kind of addictive and fun at the same time. Like, oh, what, what can I switch next to make, you know, for a cleaner option or, you know, it's, you can yeah. have fun with it too. Yeah. I think that when you get to that point, it stops being a chore. Mm. I think, I mean, mm -hmm. then it's cause I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I feel the same way about like this lifestyle. I couldn't go back. Like I don't want to, mm. cause now like this documentary I, I watched, I mean, it makes me feel really bad because what we're doing to the environment, but at least I feel like, okay, maybe I'm not contributing to that as much anymore. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like, yeah, like you, I'm living more by my values. And when, when you get to that point where you're like, like, okay, so what little thing can I do to improve today? Or, you know, mm -hmm. can I get, um, you start getting creative with it. Mm. So, cause I mean, it is possible. Like there are, farmer farmers around and there are companies where you can go get non-plastic you just yeah. gotta there's some fantastic companies it's more just you know you have to go a bit outside the box right not just down the road to your coop or eka um like I, yeah and even i know in wintertime it can be a bit more challenging with fresh produce maybe um but i think with you know there's i think there's some great online companies um who deliver in, in reusable boxes even um, and focus more on the locally, uh, a little more in season fresh produce. Um, so it's, it's possible. You just, there's some, there's some great um, Facebook groups and things, you know, who, who can give you all these kinds of tips. Like I think the zero waste Sverige and zero waste Stockholm. And, you know, I think I, I joined zero waste Stockholm before Hannah and I had started Unwrapped and that helped me so much just to meet other like-minded people um, who were just as frustrated as I was um, trying to make a small difference. Yeah. 
So what are some tips and tricks you could give to someone who's uh, thinking about starting out with this lifestyle? I, th uh, I think, yeah, like I keep saying, you just got to start off small, one thing at a time. I, th I think the kitchen and the bathroom are really easy, simple places to start. Um, like the bathroom, for example, uh, you can switch to a, a bamboo toothbrush um, instead of um, toothpaste in a, in a tube. Um, we stock some really cool um, toothpaste tablets. Um, so, I mean, it's a bit different to toothpaste. You just sort of chew it and mix it with a bit of your saliva and, and, and then you brush just like normal and, and split out, spit out and rinse. Um, but that's just something really simple and easy to try. Um, even, even like a, a switch from a plastic deodorant to a deodorant cream in a, in a glass jar, which you can then reuse the glass jar for something where you can even, you know, make, make your own deodorant. Or maybe that's, maybe that's a bit too much to start off. <laughs> but yeah, I that's guess advanced. That is a bit advanced maybe, but just little things, maybe swapping from like plastic to glass even to then be, to be able to reuse the container is, um, is an easy way to start. I think, you know, even I, in the beginning, I think, I think it's important to maybe do a bit of an audit in your home of, okay, where, where am I producing the most waste and trash? Um, and that, you know, look in your trash bin and, and think what, you know, maybe it's takeout or maybe it's, I don't know, some, something you're buying from the supermarket. And, and, and I just think to focus on one little thing at a time is super important because it can just be so overwhelming in the beginning and to make you want to run in the opposite direction. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Maybe just start with uh, the, yeah, like you said, the one thing that is uh, the biggest, uh, like, like if you get takeout every day, that's a lot of plastic. There's a lot of plastic. Maybe then do like, okay, maybe I could just do, do once a week as a, as a, as a treat, like even, even just, you know, slowing down a bit in the takeout department. <laughs> you don't have to stop yeah. completely. Um, cause it's not about missing out on the things you enjoy. It's more just about get, getting creative, like you said, and finding like, there are other ways to do things. Um, trying to think of some other easy ones, you know, going, going to the supermarket with a reusable bag, you know, carrying a, you know, your own water bottle. And that's so simple to begin with. Um, yeah. I think it's also important in the beginning to, to, start refusing refusing is a really important word i think in the zero waste lifestyle like in refusing a straw if you're at a, a restaurant or something you know because it's it's just getting used to that i don't i don't need this i don't need this even refusing bringing home merchandise you might get free somewhere or junk mail in in your letterbox or just all these little things to start saying no i don't need that no thank you um because the more you bring into your home the more the more clutter the more the more i mean that's that's not zero waste in my opinion no i, I find the most difficult situations are like with other people around when because um, it's just part of culture like you go out and you get dinner together or take out together mm. or um if you get gifts like sometimes yeah. like I, I got this uh it was a very nice gift but like everything was 
wrapped in package uh, in plastic mm. and you're like okay thanks for the gift uh but like the all the packaging like you don't really want that no but i know that packaging is a big a big thing especially with gifts but I mean, was it wrapped in in paper? And I mean, could you reuse the paper at least? Uh, it was a lot like a lot of different things. So mm -hmm. well, the whole thing was covered in plastic, and a lot of the things inside was packaged. Some of it was uh, um, like what do you call that? Paper, cardboard, mm. and some of it was plastic. So yeah, I mean, some stuff I can reuse. Mm. And I, that is something I find with um, like doing this, that you start to think, if you get something that's plastic, you start mm -hmm. to think, okay, wait, can I use this for something? Yeah. Yeah, because this, I mean, it's a very convenient uh, like product, because mm. if you have it, it doesn't break very easy. And but I guess pro the problem is we use it just way too much. Exactly. Yeah. But I think that's, yeah, that's, that's the right the right attitude though I think you know what can I can I use this can I save this can I repurpose this you know reuse it in some way that kind of thought process I think that's a fantastic way way to start because you're not just thinking oh you know let's just get rid of this get I just want this out of my house you know that's um I don't think that's the right approach no um you know maybe if it was a gift you didn't didn't like it then you could then you could even give it to somebody else you know instead of just throwing it out mm -hmm. yeah so do you do the because you mentioned like making your own deodorant mm -hmm. uh it's the stuff that you do do you do the more advanced stuff as well i do some advanced stuff i do i've um i don't i've tried making my own deodorant but i actually prefer the the this we stuck this one called nature I'm so bad. Nature Dio, and it's it's lovely and and creamy, and you just sort of rub it on, and it's lovely. Um, but I ha um I have made my own toothpaste before, um, which is very simple, and uh, it's you know just coconut oil and a bit of um, bicarbonate, and if you can put a few drops of peppermint oil in it if you like, um, and you know you just brush like you would normally. Um, so I have done that. I mean, you say advanced, but it's there's like two to three ingredients it's so simple yeah. um so it's just it's just getting used to it in your it's a mental thing i think yeah i think maybe uh like committing to the lifestyle i think that's mm. that could be important yeah. so I, I i started uh i started an experiment with uh, i tried to do uh uh what do you call that sauerkraut yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i tried so i've failed maybe oh, i should Try again, like it didn't yeah, work. Try again. That's a good one to start with, though. Yeah, because it's super simple. Like super you don't have to have much ingredients. You just uh, take the cabbage, yeah. you smush it up, uh -huh. and then you add uh, salt, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. it's all about the yeah, massaging it to extract the water. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the, the 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 problem I I made was that I got. Like the winter cabbage, mm -hmm. I don't think maybe that doesn't work because it's stored or something. Oh really? I'm not sure about that. But I was gonna. Say, I mean, I think that's a great thing to do in this country when there's like an abundance of cabbage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um yeah, 
it's sauerkraut is so good for your gut as well. So that's a really good one. Yeah. I, I recently tried to make um, kombucha, oh. <laughs> but I, I unfortunately failed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's, that's just it though. It's, there's a lot of um, trial and error also and experimentation and, yeah. and sometimes it's just not going to work the first time, but you keep trying it. And then it's so rewarding when it does work. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it just takes some practice and you got to learn some some strategies for different situations when new situations appear or when you're around people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think maybe uh, this could be a good time to because I, I told you about this uh, exercise that I do with uh, guests on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're up for it. I'm open to it. Let's let's give it a go. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, you you do a you act a lot on your values for the environment. Uh, so, sorry. I try. <laughs> yeah. So, what what's the motivation? Like, why why do you uh, why is this important to you? I guess that you know the foundation of it is, I don't know. Just remember, whenever I was like younger, I just recycle. I used to think recycling was so important, was so important, and then I guess. Um, I never really, I don't know, I never, I've never really acted and acknowledged where this all comes from. Um, but I think underlyingly, I just, I get really upset when I see people just like ab abusing and not respecting the earth, um, you know, because it's, it's, it's so good to us, you know, it, it feeds us, it, it, uh, it nurtures us, it looks after us. And if we just abuse it and, and take its resources, um, I don't know, it just really, it really upsets me. <laughs> um, and I find it, what makes me feel good is to try and do my best to look after it, to preserve it um, for future, for the future, for, for others. I don't know, it just um, makes me really sad yeah. <laughs> what we've done to it. Um, it seems like the whole culture has kind of um, lost a connection with nature. I think, I think that's that's a really key word connection the whole connection thing we, we've lost that connection we're in such we live in such urban urban urbanized cities and societies that you were so far removed from what's really going on that when yeah you watch a documentary like that plastic one you mentioned it's like it just feels so far removed it's hard to even relate to like is that really going on because we never see it we never mm. see it all of our plastic just magically disappears um, yeah. somebody else can can figure that out you know it's the connection thing was, was so lost um so i think we've got a lot of educating to do yeah. <laughs> so yeah it seems like you have a pretty strong connection with the nature so do you do you know where that comes from like has it always been there or was there do you have some experience or some memory i think i've always had a love a love for nature and being outside. I mean, I, I'm originally from Australia, so I, my whole, you know, my whole childhood was spent outdoors. Um, um, and I did a little bit of, you know, camping and that sort of thing as a family when we were younger. But I think more in recent years, my husband and I have just like really gotten into um, hiking. <laughs> yeah. And I think just the more time we spend outside in nature, the more we're just, you know, like blown away by it's beauty and it's oh it's and just how you feel 
when you're out in nature, like you can feel everything just your whole, you know, your breathing just gets it slows down and your pulse goes down and it's just it's so so wonderful so wonderful yeah. to be out there so i think just i've been spending more and more time out in nature um in the past 10 years i think and that's made me feel even more invigorated and passionate to to do something yeah i i feel the same way i got into hiking just a couple of years ago and i love it like it's so it's like you say it's relaxing and, mm. and it's so, so accessible. Yeah. Like you don't really need a lot of stuff. You just got to It's so simple. Your shoes. Yeah. You do, I mean, you just you need your gear and your food, but you just, you know, you're just walking and you're just taking in all that beauty. So simple. Yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are kind of aware of all the problems that we have. Mm. But if you don't have these... Uh, experiences where you're out in nature or, or or rather maybe if you're out in nature that gives you like a reminder mm. like mm -hmm. it's real and it's this is why it's important yes exactly a big reminder yeah so i'm thinking uh like uh, when in australia do you have this problem with uh, plastic like showing up on the beaches like I'm thinking with the Philippines. I think, I mean, it does happen, but I think, I don't know. I, I come from a big city, um, Sydney, and I think you just you just don't see that kind of stuff. You just don't see it. Yeah. You know? The councils would sort of, I'm sure, take care of that, clean it up. Um, of course you see it, but it's not those crazy images of like a whole beach filled with it. Noth nothing like that. Yeah. Nothing like that. All right. Okay, so so it sounds like it's most a lot about like the beauty of nature and mm. how it has this um, uh, how do you say like calming effect or like the the peace, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then I invite you to try to come up with something that you could do to uh, act on these uh, things that you care about, mm. and the only constraints are that. It has to be something new, something that you're not already doing, yeah. and something uh, that you're doing yourself. So it can't be telling other people what to do, mm. and it has to be something that has like a measurable, measurable effect on the environment. Mm. So do you, can you come up with something? That's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> something just with me. It's, I mean, for a long time, I've always um, wanted, I mean, this is just such simple, something so simple, but I've wanted to go myself with a big bag and just pick up trash somewhere. <laughs> so, it's nice. so simple. Yeah. That sounds, I don't know if that sounds silly, but it's even like, I I, I drive a car, I'm not going to lie, I'd like to drive it less, um, but when I'm driving my car and along the highway, I, like so much trash, so much trash. Um, and I live in Stockholm and it's quite a, a very clean city, but still on the sides of the highways, there's so much trash. Um, yep. I'd love to be able to pick up that trash. <laughs> yeah. That sounds <laughs> I, amazing. I don't know how, um, but maybe there's a way. Um, but it's, I, I guess also when I see that stuff, I'm so 
conflicted because I'm like, do people just wind down their windows and toss it out? Like, how does it get there? Does it blow away with the wind from a trash can? Like, I just have a hard time believing that somebody would just open their window and throw it out. That, ah, yeah, that makes me mad. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I agree. I I live, uh, I live close to, uh, well, I I like to be out in nature close to where I live and right by it, there's a big, uh, the highway. Mm-hmm. And there's also one of these uh, truck, uh, the places where like big trucks uh, park. Yeah. So they, they will stay there. And like, I like to go into the, the woods that is right next to it. And it's so disgusting. Mm. Like there's so much trash everywhere. So I actually did this once. I, I, I brought a plastic bag. Well, I didn't actually have to bring it. There was a plastic bag in nature. So I could, and I did it a few times. Like in the beginning, it felt kind of weird, but there's also another feeling you get when you do it. Mm. So, uh, so you just went to you went and collected the rubbish. Yeah, mm. there's still a lot more. So that's crazy. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Good on you. Thank you. No, but it's just right. You feel because you're doing something you really feel strongly about, and it feels great afterwards. It really does. Yeah. So, uh, so what I do more with the, this exercise is that I try to set like a smart goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with the, the concept of a smart goal? No, I'm not. Uh, so that means that it's supposed to be specific, uh, measurable, um, achievable, mm-hmm. uh, realistic, and time bound. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so how, how could we? Uh, if we're going to make this uh, with uh, picking up trash, like mm-hmm. a smart call, mm-hmm. so we're going to make it specific and uh, like, what, what do you think? How could that look like? Mm, I think I need to focus on an area where I know there's a lot of trash, perhaps. Mm, um, just, just like you, you said, you knew there was an area where there was a whole lot of trash. Um, it has to be accessible to maybe on the side of a highway is a bit tricky. Um, but maybe some parts of the road could be accessible. Yeah. Um, so you, you're talking like time frames too? Yeah, I'm thinking uh, maybe it could be like how, how much trash are you going to pick up? Uh, mm. Like before what time? Yeah, that's a good one. How much trash? I mean, in a in a bag or... It's a bit difficult to weigh it, it wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I can say also that it doesn't have to be like a like a super big goal. It mm. can be just something that getting you started or Yeah, I think like um I think maybe for me to start off small just to to because I have to find out how I can where that trash is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even if it's just like one or two big bags of of whatever I can find on the side of the road, um, in like a within I don't know what's the what's a realistic time frame? Is a month too long, or is it? Do you like to do it shorter, like a week or? No, a month is fine. A month is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'll be able to get one bag, maybe ten. It's hard to predict. Yeah. 
Well, we, you could you could be you could say at least uh, X amounts of bag. Yeah, like what if I say five bags? All right. Five bags within yeah. a month. Okay. Hmm? Okay. So then I think we have a specific, okay. uh, realistic, and achievable, and mm -hmm. time bound. I think I'm missing a letter there, but it sounds like a workable goal. Yeah, that yeah. is good. I need I need goals. Yeah. <laughs> I need yeah. goals and lists. They help. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I find that they do. Um, okay, so. Uh, yeah, okay, so are you up for uh, talking again in a month just uh, to see how it went? Yeah. Uh, see what you got out of it? Let's, let's do it. Hopefully I have all this plastic treasure I can show you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I think uh, maybe we start wrapping up around there. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, so your website is uh, unwrapped.se. Unwrapped.se, yes. Yeah. Is there any others like social media you want to share or? I mean, we have, um, we're very active on our Instagram and um, so that's just unwrapped.se again. Um, we try and be very, um, we try and inspire you um, with all the products that we sell on, you know, recipe ideas and, um, and also we try and be a bit more active, you know, as to what's going on with all the plastic. Um, so it's we try and be inspiring and give you know give ideas and uh, I think it's a I think we've created a nice little online space there so um, I recommend you to follow our inst Instagram for sure. Yeah, and uh, also uh, I guess sign up for the newsletter. Like I, I've gotten that. Yeah, and yeah. There's a lot of nice little tips and tricks. Exactly. Yeah. What the email is super important too. You know, whenever we get new products in. Um, we now have a deal of the month, so there's always like a nice little discount on. We choose a different product every month. Um, also, you know, recipe ideas, like I said before. Um, but it's just a great way to to keep in touch with what's going on because um, there's so much going on all the time. Um, uh, but yeah, please, yeah, follow us and subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, uh, is there anything you want to say to people listening? Um, just that, you know, the, I think when people hear zero in zero waste, it can be a bit scary. <laughs> like when yeah. I first heard the term, I, I thought it actually meant zero. I could not produce any waste. Um, but it's totally not the case at all. It's just about trying to, trying to, produce less waste, you know, trying to, trying to live more sustainably, trying to, yeah, avoid reusable packaging, um, you know, little things. It's just, it's not black and white. It's not black and white. Um, and, and yeah, just start, start small, start small. Yeah. It, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's very surprising, but it turns into something fun. Exactly, and I think the more, the more you talk about it with other people too, like you know, you get your friends in on it, talk to your family, it's run fun little challenges together. Um, you know, it's it shouldn't have to be a chore. It's more about living, living more sustainably and looking after our environment. You know. Yep. All right. This has been very nice. Uh, cool. Sarah, Sarah Lovilius, thank you very much.
Thank you.